Okay. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Oh, let's see. Uh, I want to actually, we're, we're, we're actually going to get to Noah. Oh, and look at Noah, which is really interesting. It's so funny. Yesterday on the way to the lake, uh, uh, off towards Scottsboro when I'm coming through New Hope. Well, I actually got, I was further from New Hope, but I looked off to the left and there was half a rainbow. And then by the time I got to Honeycomb, the water there, full rainbow, really nice, you know. And it just, you know, say, well, that's just water refracting through. <laughs> yeah, you can say it all you want to, but... Uh, I believe the Lord put that there for a reason. Uh, let's go to, I want to go to, let me go to Second Peter just a moment. Second Peter chapter 2. Because Peter here, this is the one that walked on the water with Jesus. Uh, let's see if we can find it. A little, little spot in here that uh, where Peter mentions. Yeah, there it is. Went right to it. Uh, verse 5, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And he did not spare any of the people who lived in the ancient times before the flood except Noah. <laughs> you don't believe in the story of Noah, do you? These are ancient manuscripts. They're not ancient drunk people. Whoa. This was Peter. I mean, we always talk about jokes about St. Peter. Why don't we just laugh and say there's no, no need to have a St. Peter joke because it's not true. Yes, it became a joke. All those jokes when they get to the pearly gates is because the foundation of that joke has reality to it. We know Peter existed. We know Jesus existed. Look at this. If you keep reading there, it mentions Sodom and Gomorrah. We don't really believe that, do you? Yeah, I do. Wow. Somebody believed it here. Okay. Uh, let's go back over to, uh, let's go to, uh, well, I'll just mention it. But uh, Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, it's, uh, I want to say it's long about chapter 22. Let me see if it is. Oh, let's see. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, but anyway, you're talking about the uh, the end uh, end times here. Let's just see if I can get to it. I, I know where it is. Let's see. Let's go over here. Oh, Matthew chapter. Yeah, they're leaving the temple. Here they are. They're looking at all this stuff here. Uh, all these things are going to take place. Uh, you know, notice he talks about Daniel right there. You know, and uh, oh, there it is. It's coming up. I just saw it. Uh, oh. Oh. Anyway, that people will be getting people will be marrying and all this kind of stuff, and then but it'll be like the days of Noah. Oh, oh. But anyway, yeah, you, you there it is, right there. There's verse thirty-eight. Just took me a second, didn't it? Okay. You know, you can always find these. The books Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They they track from beginning. It's time frame. They track Jesus was born, Jesus lived, and all he did, and then he was crucified. Then that's the end. There's nothing else after that. After he's resurrected from the dead or crucified. That's the end of it. So the way these books, they work the same way. So right before he goes to the cross, he talks about uh, what's going to happen in the end. So here we are. Matthew 24. Look down here at verse, uh, let's see. I think it, it says verse 1, but that's, I think that, let me make sure. Let me click on it real quick. Uh, let's see. It's verse 38. Yeah, 24, 38. The world will be at ease. Banquets, parties, weddings. Man, that sounds like today, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. But see, we're excited. When Jesus comes back, we're fine. Just as it was, look at this, in Noah's time. Boy, Lord, come on. I, my professor told me that that never happened. It was just, oh, man, it did too. Evidence all over the world. Then they try to tell us it was a local flood. It wasn't a local flood. Anywhere you go, you can see sedimentary rock or you can find seashells. Walk around anywhere, they're everywhere. And they're not just seashells like you would see at the beach. They're what? Fossils. They are now rock. 
it's a rock. In other words, it used to be a seashell, but because of pressure and heat, whatever, something happened, a big flood would do that. All the ingredients that make up that shell have disappeared and been replaced with something else, like concrete stuff, calcium or something, whatever it's made out of. Because if you have something die, a horse dies out in this field, it doesn't become a fossil. No. Uh -uh. It's just going to deteriorate. Dust to dust. Isn't that right? But we've got fossils out here. Why is it so many uh, marine fossils? That's the reason they try not to tell us that. The, the, really, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. They don't want to tell us that the majority of all the fossils ever found are marines. Really like 96%. So it's going to leave the impression there was a flood. We don't want people having to answer to a God. Well, I'm not saying you have to answer to him. You don't have to live for him. Whatever you want to do, it's your choice. Everybody choice, you know. I'm just showing you here, praise the Lord, that whoa, it happened. Now, remember I was mentioning something about Ezekiel. You're not going to believe this. Look at this. Ezekiel, oh my gosh, what's in it? Well, you have to read Ezekiel. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. Who reads Ezekiel? But I'll tell you what, once you... Keep reading the Bible. Keep reading. Remember, the, the rule of Bible reading is keep reading. I tell you, put it in a living Bible. It's just really nice. It, it's just easy. Let's go to chapter 1, verse 1, so you'll see a little bit about what's going on. I, I know I got 14, but whoops, let's go Ezekiel again. Ezekiel chapter 1, look at verse 1, which is so great, which, you know, any, in, any person that writes would certainly give you a little startup. What's the book about? Ezekiel was a priest. Look at that. Son of Buzai who lived with the Jewish exiles near the Shebar Canal in Babylon. Now, does that say Jerusalem? Does that say Israel? No, they weren't even home. They were exiled. One day, late in June, when I was, 13, when I was 30 years old, the heavens were suddenly opened to me and I saw a vision. Okay, but anyway, so now you know where he was. Uh, where he was. He was already been exiled. Now, where were they exiled? Well, if you keep reading, you would find out that uh, this was under Nebuchadnezzar. I believe it says so here in just a moment here. Uh, but anyway, I want us to go to the 14th chapter. Read these in sequential order. It's really great. You see what's going on. Now, in the 14th chapter, uh, uh, anyway, the Lord's really ticked off at the nation of Israel for worshiping all these idols. You see, if, as, I'm, as I'm sifting through here, they're in trouble for this. Worse than idols, worse than idols, worse than idols. Now, whoa, 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 look at verse 13. We'll pick it up with 12. Then the message of the Lord came to me, son of dust, that's what he called him. If the people of the land sin against me, I'll crush them with my fist, break off their food supply, and send famine to destroy both man and beast. Now, this is nothing new. He said this. To, you got to realize, remember, just prior to this, he showed him that horrible idol in the middle of the temple. Yes, it was in the temple. You can't worship God and these other idols. Then they had reptiles in there. The whole place had... Matter of fact, the Lord said Israel was worse than the adjoining nations. And also, uh, just ahead of this or just behind this, these women, men too, whatever, they would take their kids and do like King Ahaz was doing, throwing their kids to the fire. Gee, it's horrible. All right. Everybody in here can already see it. You see that? Noah, Daniel, what? Now you know why our Bible's put together so beautiful. Look at this. Son of dust, if the people of this land sin against me, I'm going to crush it with my fist. Break off their food supply, send famine to destroy both man and beast. Even if, now look at this, look. Even if Noah, Daniel, so now we know Daniel must have been heard of at this time. Yeah, just it's, it's recent news because he's been exiled. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were exiled too. Okay, 
Look at that. And Job were in it. Look what it says. They alone would be saved by their righteousness, but I would destroy the remainder, says the Lord. Now, what's funny is he, this is a message from the Lord to Ezekiel. He mentions it again. He said, if I send an invasion of dangerous animals. Now, just remember, he just said, now put yourself in. This is you. Please don't identify with, oh, God. I mean, I, I bet the Lord hates me. <laughs> you love the Lord. We love the Lord. We're not in that group. Praise the Lord. Okay, so here we go. If I send an invasion of dangerous animals into the land to devastate the land, even if these three men were there, who's those three? Daniel, Noah, and Job. Three guys that never existed. Oh, for goodness sake, didn't exist. You're kidding me. He said, even if these three men were there, the Lord God swears it would do no good. It would not save the people from their doom. Look at this. Those three only would be saved. Psalm 91. Boy, the Lord will protect you. Praise God. These three would only be saved, but the land will be devastated. Look at it. He says it again. So uh, do we get it? Do we catch this? Wonder if the Lord will help me. If you read the book of Psalms, it's all about you and the Lord will save you. But you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to say, Lord, save me. Or if I bring war against the land and tell the armies of the enemy to come and destroy everything, even if these three men were in the land, the Lord declares that they alone will be saved. No, he's so mad with Israel. He's, I'll get those guys out. But these other ones have had it. And they deserved it. They did. Look at that. Again, the fourth time. If I pour out my fury by sending an epidemic, <laughs> have you ever heard that? <laughs> Into the land and the plague kills man and beast alike. Look at this. Though Daniel, no, though Noah, Daniel and Job were there, the Lord God says, they only would be saved. Wow. So he said it four times. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, so here we go. Let's get back over there and see this thing. Okay. We're in the book of Genesis here. The book of funny books never happened. Oh, yes, it did too. Genesis chapter 1, we covered last time. Creation, six days, wasn't it? Chapter 2, a recap of it. Little details about the creation of man and the creation of woman. And all of a sudden, in chapter 3, oh my gosh, which makes sense, doesn't it? When we see what happened here when man fell, he had a tempter. We see evidence here of... You know, the serpent there, and we knew what happened. Anyway, they got kicked out of the garden. Chapter 4, we finished last week. Remember, uh, it's just history started. Here's Eve. She has a son, Cain. And then there's, uh, anyway, his family. And goes. it finishes up in chapter tw verse 25, Genesis 4, 25. Later on, Eve gave birth to another son, named him Seth, meaning granted. Well, why didn't she call him cute little son of a gun? See how the history is? Granted. Well, this is just natural processes, we call it. Well, yeah, today we're so used to it. And we leave God out. Well, I didn't need, we used to be amoebas, you know. Can't believe we look up, I can't wait to look at the stars tonight. Isn't it crazy? There's got to be more civilizations out there. We ain't found them yet. You know, we got these big ear things out in, in uh, Colorado. We're listening. Millions of dollars by the U.S. government listening in outer space. They ain't heard a thing yet. Oh, but they tell you it's out there. Oh, but the Bible says it ain't out there. <laughs> Later on, Eve gave birth to a son named Seth, meaning granted. For as Eve put it, God has granted me another son for the one that Cain killed. Eve must have figured out that story in the previous chapter happened, didn't she? When Seth grew up, he had a son named Enish. 
And it was during his lifetime that men first began to call themselves. Now, wait a minute. They were all in church. There was nothing but Baptist churches back then. Man, there was no church. No church. Uh Uh-uh. Seth had to come up with this. And he said, we're going to call ourselves the Lord's people. All right, here we go. Chapter 5. Here's a list of some of Adam's descendants of Adam. The man who was like God from the day of his creation. And that's what God said. God created man and woman and blessed them. And he called them man from the start. Notice the man and woman. Okay. Together. You do realize that the curse, under the curse, is where it said that the man will dominate you. He didn't say, well, by the way, this, you'll like this. No, it was part of the curse. That's the reason women have been underneath men's foot, the ones that are <sighs> stupid. Yeah. All right, here we go. Adam was 130 years old when his son Seth was born. Now, where do we get those years from? Chapter 1, it's the sun, it's the moon, and as they revolution, the earth, it's a year, is a year, is a year. Here we go. 130 when his son was born. Seth was born the very image of his father in every way. After Seth was born, Adam lived another 800 years producing sons and daughters and died at the age of 930. Okay? Seth was 105 years old. Now, I'm going to tell you about Newton's law. Remember Newton's law? Oh, things going in motion, whatever, that kind of stuff will always go in motion unless something acted on by another thing. Okay. There's another one. Oh, it's actually thermo, thermo, uh, laws of thermodynamics. Uh, one of them is, no matter what you do, it's deteriorating. It's going downhill. Well, see, if you'll notice these ages, the ages are going lower and lower and lower. They're, getting, they're going down. Okay. It doesn't get better and better like they try to tell us in evolution. It ain't getting better. It's getting worse. All right, here we go. Uh, Seth was 105 when Enish was born. Afterward, he lived 807, producing sons and daughters, and died at the age of 912. Enish was uh, 90 years old when his son Kenan was born. Afterwards, he lived another 815 years, producing sons and daughters, and died at the age of 905. Okay, now, you can go to Luke chapter 4. I want to say three. No, but it's not. It's Matthew 3. Is, no, excuse me. Matthew 1 is a genealogy. Luke 4 uh, is the other one. Or Luke 3, excuse me. But anyway, whatever. But anyway. Uh, oh, the genealogy in Matthew starts with Abraham. Remember, Abraham wasn't the first person, but that was far enough back to know that, okay, you got to Abraham, you knew the rest of them. Uh, but anyway, Luke's gospel takes from, Adam, takes from Abraham and goes all the way back to Adam. And these, these, these names all, all track right here. Uh, but anyway, uh, Kenan was 70 years old when his son Mahalalal was born. Afterward, he lived another 840 years, producing sons and daughters, died at the age of 910. Mahalalel was 65 when his, when he, uh, years old when his son Jared was born. Afterward, he lived another 830 years, producing sons and daughters. So it wasn't like they just had one or two. Remember, you keep seeing that. Died at 895. Jared was 162 when his son Enoch, I've heard of him. Afterward, he lived another 830 years, producing sons and daughters, died at 962. That's the reason you can add these dates up and you can already tell where we're at here in a moment. All right. Yeah, real years. Mm -hmm. Yep, because he's already established that in Genesis chapter 1. Let them be for signs and seasons. All right, here we go. Enoch was 65 years old when his son... And the other thing you want to realize, too, is is in Genesis, you say, wow, I I know it looks like a long time. Okay. When J- uh, Jacob, remember Joseph, coat of many colors, was basically what? Pharaoh's right-hand guy. Okay. 
All of a sudden, Jacob comes. And at this time, Jacob is 150 or 147. Pharaoh says, how old are you? Jacob says, I'm 100. I'm going to say 150, but 140 something. I'm 150, but he says this. I'm not near as old as some of my ancestors. Yeah. What's amazing is if you look at Noah, Noah lived to be about 800 and something. And if you clock it out, Abraham could go visit. He just about could go visit him, whatever. Anyway, we keep reading here. All right, here we go. So Enoch was 65 years old when Methuselah, hey, I've heard of him, was born. And we all know from history we hear, oh, Methuselah. Oh, yeah, well, look at this. Afterward, he lived another 300 years. Look at this. In fellowship with God, produced sons and daughters. Then when he was 365, he died of cancer. No, I didn't say that. And in constant touch with God, he disappeared. For God took him. Whoa. Methuselah, now remember there's somebody else in the Bible, Elijah, pew, he did the same thing. He went up in a whirlwind. Okay, Methuselah was 187 years old when his son Lamech was born. Afterward, he lived another 782, producing sons and daughters, and died at the age of 969. Here we go, end of this chapter. Lamech, 182, his son Noah was born. Now remember, if you follow back, Noah, his dad, his granddad, his great-granddad, all the way back to who? Adam. Lamech named him Noah, meaning relief. What? Because he'll bring us relief from the hard work of the farming ground, which God has cursed. Afterward, Lamech lived another 595, producing sons and daughters, died at the age of, boy, he's down in the 700s, isn't he? You know, Abraham's dad, Nahor, oh, he was like 205. Abraham lived to be 187. He had, uh, oh, Isaac at 100. Right, here we go. Noah was 500 years old, had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, which we're going to find out. You can just discredit all the rest of them because of the flood. Here they go. Now, a population explosion took place upon the earth. It was at this time that beings from the spirit world looked upon the beautiful earth women and took any they desired to be their wives. I mean, just because you can't see angels doesn't mean they're not there. There's thousands of thousands Myriads of angels, evil spirits as well. Anyway, then Jehovah said, my spirit must not forever be disgraced in man. Holy evil. Now, whoa, 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 what happened? He just said, uh, let's see. Well, actually, he's fixed to tell us that, I mean, the whole world is just still full of crime. Kind of like what's going on today. They're trying to make us think it's all falling apart, which it could very easily. He says, I'll give him 120 years to mend his ways. I mean, God always wants us to, Straighten ourselves out. In those days and afterward, when the evil, evil beings from the spirit world were sexually involved in human women, uh, the children became giants, of whom so many legends are told. When the Lord God saw that the extent of human wickedness and the trend and direction of men's lives was only toward evil, now whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Wait a minute. What happened? Genesis 1, creation. Genesis 2, recap. What took place? Genesis 3, whoa, Adam and Eve... They fell. Something changed big time. Chapter 4. Adam and Eve, you know, have kids, shall we say, whatever. The first two kids, one of them kills the other one. And he's bent on doing that from the start. Remember the Lord says, hey, if you do what's right, you'll be okay. You can have a... Man, 
Cain was just, he couldn't control, he, oh, he, he had chemical imbalance. <laughs> okay. He just, man, the whole world, like it says, was going the wrong way. All right, here we go. Uh, he was sorry he made him. It broke his heart. He said, I brought out from the face of the earth all mankind I created. Yes, animals too, reptiles and birds, for I'm sorry I made, look at that. <gasps> but Noah was a pleasure to the Lord. Here's the story of Noah. I mean, the fake story, really. <laughs> no. He was truly the only righteous man living on the earth at that time. He tried to conduct his affairs according to God's will. He had three sons. Okay. Shem, Ham, Japheth. Meanwhile, the crime rate. See, you got to remember this. Shoo. Rapidly. Rising rapidly across the earth. As seen by God, the world was rotten to the core. Man. Man. As God observed how bad it was and saw all mankind, look at it, vicious and depraved. See, this is not the cute little story about a few, what, this was why it took place. He said to Noah, hey, look, Noah, now notice he's talking to Noah. So Noah's like, whoa, hey, boss. But he's going, oh, you're going to take care of me. I decided to destroy all mankind. The earth is filled with crime because of man. Yes, I will destroy mankind from the earth. Let me stop right here. Over 300 civilizations today record on record that they believe at the start of their civilization, civilization there was a flood. Chinese is one of the biggest ones. They have the guy that was in the boat. They call him Nehu or something. Nehu? And they also have the number right. Eight people were on that boat. Anyway, make a boat from resinous wood, sealing it with tar, construct decks and stalls throughout the ship. Now slow down. Look at this. 450 feet long. Remember, football field's 300, I mean, is, is 300 feet, 100 yards. This is four, so it's a football field and a half. 75 foot wide, whoa. And a 45 feet high. That's taller than these telephone poles. Construct the skylight all the way around the ship, 18 inches below the roof, and make three decks inside the boat. Bottom, middle, upper deck. Put a door in the side. You know, whoa. They've already had people figure this out. There's a replica of this in, in, in Kentucky at the Creation Museum. Right on the side of the interstate. And when you glance at it, you'll go, hmm. I think that probably could hold everything. What about the dinosaurs? Why do you want to get a big giant one? You can get the small ones. So you just think a second, everything could go in that ark. Matter of fact, they got so much room... Chances are the top deck was just Noah and his family. They had the total, they had a full-size football field they could play in. You could put all of the food on the second. I, I, amazing. I mean, but it, 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 unbelief is anything to keep you from God. You go, I can't put all those people on that boat. Yeah, I mean, all those animals. Yeah, they can. Yeah, but how did, they, how did he get all those animals? Now, what, you back up a second. Why don't you ask the question, how did he create everything? What's your alternative? Well, it was the Big Bang. Really? You've got more faith in a Big Bang than you can when somebody said they created it. It's intelligent design. It's not mayhem. Yeah, but we believe after millions and billions and billions of years, it had to happen once. See, that's what their theory is. It had to happen once. And now they've already found out that, okay, nothing evolved, so it just happened right there at the start. But they don't want to give God credit. 
Oh, man, gee. The Lord put it on. Paul wrote in, in Romans 1, he said, everybody on the inside, whether they admit it or not, on the inside, they know God created all this. Oh, they'll tell you. I've had my friends say, oh, I don't. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I know on the inside, they, they believe it. They're not, they're they're not going to admit it. They're fighting it. Nope. I believe the earth is 4.5 billion years old. Okay, great. How come we got sharp edges on mountains and stuff? How come erosion hasn't taken everything down? Beside the point, Richard. How come we still have the Mississippi? How come we have the Gulf of Mexico? Do you know they can cal- they've already calculated how much sediment is being poured in that thing? So then you write it down. You know the square foot of all of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> It would be a, it would already be the Nahavi Desert by now. It'd be full of mud. Wouldn't be no Gulf of Mexico. Back to this. Bring a pair of every animal. Well, Lord, how am I gonna get them? The Lord brought all these animals in. Easy. Uh, male and female, keep them alive in the flood. Bring them in. A, bring a pair of each of bird, rep, animal, reptiles. Store them in the boat. All the food that they'll need. And Noah did everything as God commanded him. Boom. Into that chapter. Right here we go. Let's, let's hurry so we can get done. Finally, the day came when the Lord said to Noah, go in the boat with all your family for among all the people of the earth, I consider you alone righteous. Bring in the animals too, a pair of each, except for those kinds I've chosen for eating and sacrifice. Oh, wait a minute. We ain't supposed to eat nothing. If we just read. I'm a vegetarian. The Lord made everybody. Matter of fact, when they land this ark in just the next chapter, actually two more chapters, God says... Just what he said here. Have a barbecue. Anyway, take seven pairs of each, seven pairs of every kind of bird. Knows that for sacrifice. Thus there will be every kind of life producing again after the flood's ended. One week from today, I'm going to begin 40. And it's so interesting. You can track all this. It works. Of course, we start here and our Christian people who, uh, uh, you know, engineers and stuff like this, they all show that they can, yep, best explanation in the world. One week from day, I'll do 40 days and nights of rain. All the animals and birds and reptiles I made will die. So Noah did everything the Lord commanded him. He was 600 years old at the time of the flood. Ah, we don't need these dates. He boarded the boat with his wife and sons and their wives to escape the flood. With him were all the various kinds of animals, those for eating, and here it is, and sacrifice. Okay. And those that were not. Birds and reptiles. Now remember, Jesus said this happened. It'll be like the days of Noah. Jesus, it didn't happen. Show me a shell out there in the yard. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it was a meteorite. Then it was a local flood. Well, how come we got well, how come we got seashells on top of, you know, whatever the highest mountains are? Anyway, there are oysters up there. It's <laughs> supposed to be oysters up there, of all things. Oysters. Anyway, one week later, Noah was 600 years old, two months and 17 days old. The rain came down in mighty torrents from the sky, and the subterranean waters burst forth upon the earth for 40 days and nights. Notice, that this, is, this, this is the book of Genesis, written so long ago. How would they know where that water came from? Well, they knew, because God's involved here. But Noah had gone into the boat that very day with his wife and sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind, domestic, wild, reptiles. Okay, we got it. Two by two, male and female, just as God commanded. Then the Lord closed the door and shut them in. Praise the Lord. For 40 days, the roaring floods prevailed. Now, this is the end of this chapter. See how quick it goes? 
Water rose higher and higher. The boat floated safely upon it. And people laugh about that boat. That's a stupid boat. It don't even have a rudder on it. Where was it going? It wasn't going anywhere. It was just to save. It wasn't to navigate. It was just to go up and then come back down. That's all it was for to do. Okay. Look at this. Until the waters covered the high mountains under the whole heavens. That means the whole earth. It got it all. And all things of the earth perished. Birds, domestic, wild animals, reptiles, and mankind. Everything that breathed upon and lived upon the dry, dry land. In other words, I like to mention this too. They try to say, what's a local flood? Well, we turn on the news and when the, we got this storm coming up in New Mexico right now from the Gulf. And they're going to be, matter of fact, you know, my friend's son, he's a meteorologist. And I was just kidding about his little uh, uh, thing he has to tweet out. He has to, and he was saying, they will see flooding and they will see flooding. And I was acting like it was SEA flooding. I said, what's sea flooding? <laughs> you know, no. But, but, I mean, but uh, see, and, and like you mentioned, Laura, you said your, your granddaughter, that, or the, the car got flooded. But see, God promised never again would there be a flood. See, but there's floods everywhere. So they can mock all that and say, you know, see, there's still floods. That rainbow doesn't mean. He was talking about a world catastrophe, not a local flood. Anyway, here we go. All things perished. Okay. Everything that breathed upon lived upon the dry land. Okay. All existence on the earth was blotted out. Men, animals alike. Boy, it did. Wiped them out. You know, you can do the population table math here. And the only way it'll work today to the numbers is to start with Noah. If you add the previous ones, we're way over. But we're tracking if we start with Noah. Anyway, uh, they were the only ones alive. The water covered the earth 150 days. All right, here we go. Zip through this real quick. God didn't forget about Noah, but we read this 10 years later. <laughs> you can't do that. He's still in the boat. All the animals in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the waters. The flood began to disappear. For the subterranean water sources ceased their gushing, and the torrential rain subsided. Okay, so the rain coming down quit, and the water underneath the oceans, I mean underneath the land, uh, quit. So the flood gradually receded until 150 days after it began. The boat came to rest on the mountains of make-believe, you know, where Snow White was in the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was in the same general area where it was. Three months later, as the water continued to go down, other mountain peaks appeared. Forty days, Another 40 days, Noah opened a porthole, released a raven that flew back and forth until the earth was dry. Meanwhile, he sent out a dove to see if it could find dry ground. Now, you've heard this story. Here it is. The dove found no place to light, returned to Noah. The water was too high. So Noah held out his hand, Pulled him back in. Seven days later. So you can add all this stuff up. That's why it's about what it tracks at nine months. And at this time, uh, toward the evening, the, return, the, the bird returned to him with what? An olive leaf in her beak. So Noah knew that the water was almost gone. One week later, he let that thing go. And this time it didn't come back. 29 days later, probably because she found out it might be a sacrifice. <laughs> you know, whatever. Who knows? Nah, I'm kidding. All right, 29 days later, another month. Noah opened the door to look, and the water was gone. All those people are lying that flew over back in World War I and World War II over those mountains and said they could see Noah's Ark and all those people that used to go up there. And, and even in, it's in Turkey right now, even the road that's called Noah, it's all myth. Oh, really? Hmm. That boat's up there. What's so funny, it's up there where it's being very well preserved. It's broken up into two big pieces, the last I heard. Uh, the pictures that were made back in World War 
between World War One and Two, whatever. Anyway, so the boat was soon empty. Noah and his wife and his sons and his wives disembarked along with the animals, reptiles, birds, and uh, left the ark in pairs and groups. Then Noah built a pair and he went downstairs and he met all the new people that were down. There was no people. They are the only people. Noah built an altar and sacrificed some of it, uh, some of the birds that God had designated. Except for that dove. Remember that dove was out of there. <laughs> and Jehovah was pleased with the sacrifice. Look what he said. I will never do it again. That's the reason they'll try to say, it was a local flood and look at it. Oh, where's God's promise? He promised, people died in this flood. Nah, this flood. Not your little downtown Houston flood. All the, look at this. Even though man's bent is always toward evil from his earliest youth. That's mercy. You say, Richard, what's going to happen to all those people that read the book? There's a statement over in the New Testament that God said he's going to take care of these people who died in the flood. They're all going to have an opportunity. Jesus, remember, he went and preached to the spirits that were in prison. That's the verse right there. Anyway, keep reading. Because when you're dead, you ain't dead. You just transfer. You just went from one place to another. Okay. Look at this. As long as the earth remains, there will be springtime, harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Wow. All right, we ain't done yet. God blessed Noah and his sons and said, hey, let's go back. What? Repop it. So here the numbers start over again. All wild animals, birds, and fish should be afraid of you. God told them, I've placed them in your power. They're yours. Look at that. They're yours to use for food in addition to grain and vegetables. Now remember, Abraham had the Lord come over and he said, hey, Sarah, fix some waffles and pancakes. And then he had that lamb cooked up barbecue and the Lord ate it. Jesus ate fish. It is so funny. I, I, I just, the backwards things we have. Anyway. But never eat animals unless their lifeblood's drained off. Look at this. And murder's forbidden. Man killing animals must die. In other words, God doesn't want an animal going nuts and killing you. And any man who murders shall be killed. For to kill, look at this. For to kill a man is to kill one made like God. Man, we, you're just an amoeba. We're nobody. No, we're not. We're so important to the Lord. The Bible even says, well, Jesus said this. Remember, Jesus is God. He says, there's not one sparrow falls to the ground without your heavenly father. That's the King James Version. In other words, Jesus says, when a sparrow bites the dust, God knew about it. He even knew what the bird's name was. Every star is named. Man. Yes, have many children. Repopulate the earth and subdue it. Then God told Noah and his sons, I solemnly, look at this. You and your children and the birds you brought with you, all these birds, cattle, wild, I will never send another flood to destroy the earth. And I seal it with this sign. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds as a sign of my promise until the end of time to you and all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, like I saw yesterday, and the rainbow, the rainbow will be seen in the clouds. Look at this. He says, I will remember. We don't have to tell him. He's going to remember the promise to you and every being that never again will the floods come and destroy all life. Man, wow. He, he, see, 16, for I will see that. He said, I will. He didn't say you will. I will see the rainbow in the cloud and remember my eternal promise to every living being on earth. The names of Noah's sons were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham's the ancestor of the Canaanites. Now, why did we already jump to that? 
Because the Canaanites are, that's where Goliath came from. And a whole bunch that gave the Israelites trouble. From these three sons of Noah came all the nations of the earth. Ah, please, come on. The math works. we're, We're done, but watch this. Look at this. Noah became a farmer. Here we go. He planted a vineyard. He made one. He's drunk. God, God saved the wrong one. And then he's a pervert, too. He's naked. See, it, it was so funny. It's got nothing to do with that. Did Noah love his brother? Yes, he loved his brother. Did he care about those around him? Yes, he did. What do you do? What do I do? Would I help somebody in need? Let's think of what's the, the Good Samaritan. Would we be the Good Samaritan or would we be one of those? Uh, yes, but I don't drink. Man, it's still hard for me to stomach a beer. I'd rather have a Dr. Pepper any day, sweet tea. Oh, gosh, yeah. But if everybody's having a beer, I'll have one. I don't care. And the reason I do is because, praise the Lord, I don't let them know that that right there in that bottle is, has gotten, because Jesus was drinking. He said so. He said, I eat my drink. I, I, eat my, I drink my drink and I eat my meat, and they call me a drunk and a glutton. Remember, he said, and I will not drink of the fruit of the vine again until I drink it anew with you in heaven. People are always going to get in trouble with drink. But notice this, that's got nothing to do with it. He was at home. Whoopee. He's also at home in his tent with no clothes on. I think we've all been there. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw, that's his son, Ham, we'll call him Henry. Henry saw his dad naked and went outside and told his two brothers. Obviously, he must have been joking about it. Then Shem and Japheth, we'll just call it Steve and Jerry. Steve and Jerry took a robe and they held it over their shoulders, walking in backwards. They didn't want to see Papa with no clothes on. Okay. Remember, they're the only ones on earth at this time, except for their wives. Let it fall across their father to cover his nakedness. Look the other way. Now, when Noah woke up from his drunken stupor and learned what happened and what Ham, his younger son, had done, look at that. Now we know he's not only naked, he was a drunk, and now he can't keep his mouth shut. Cursed his kids. Hold on. It's history. God called Noah righteous. A curse upon the Canaanites. Well, I wasn't, man, you just, you just don't say that. Well, hey, this got into Noah's crawl. He didn't like it. He just said, hey, you're going to be the lowest of slaves. Can't read the Bible, talk about slaves. All right, we're going to tear down Noah's statue now. <laughs> Let him be the lowest of slaves. The descendants of Shem and Japheth, he said, God bless them, bless Shem, and may Canaan be his slave. God bless Japheth. Now I want to tell you here, Oh, who was this? So Ham, Ham was still blessed. Okay, you can read it because the Nimrod comes from from uh, uh, him. And anyway, we're gonna stop right here. Anyway, and God bless Shem. May he be may Canaan be a slave. God bless Japheth and let him share the prosperity of Shem and let Canaan be a slave. Noah lived another right after being naked and drunk and cursing his kids. Another three hundred and fifty years. God was nine fifty at his death. Can't be. It just can't be. Well, it is be. Now, we're not going to keep going, but look at chapter 10. It goes, these are the families, and it lists them. Chapter 5 is a genealogy. Chapter 10 is a genealogy. Goes all the way to right there. Picks up with some more right through here, and then all the way down to the end of that one, you find, uh, oh, oh. A- anyway, yeah, you, well, this joins with uh, uh, the next chapter, which that's where you pick up the very last verse. The, the descendants of them are... 
Terah took his son Abram. There you go, Abraham. Anyway, we'll stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that just like you said, if uh, if Job and Daniel and and Noah were the only ones there, they would be the only ones that get saved or whatever, protected from something. Well, Father, we know that's for us. Praise the Lord. And we see the story here of Noah here, and you saved him and his family. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today and in our bodies, we feel sick or something's going on, you'll take care of that. Father, we thank you. Same thing's true financially. You'll take care of that too. And if it's some other problem, whoa, what could be greater than a total flood over the whole earth? You will build an ark for us over whatever our problem is, and you'll get us out. And we thank you for it. We give you the credit. You're the Savior. You are the Savior. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left, but for us to leave good details like we see written here about Noah and his family and what took place as we tell others about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.